Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony Financial. Allow homeowners to pay at a rate that fits their budget with the merchant fee that fits yours. Visit toolbox.mysynchrony.com for more information. Hey there, podcast listeners. As I mentioned last week, our SGI Expo in Orlando will be September 30th through October 2nd at the Gaylord Palms. You can register now at your SGI Hub website. It has descriptions of all the sessions. And the earlier you register, the more likely you are to win great weekly prizes like $100 gift certificates and free hotel nights. So you know you're going. Increase your chances to win. Get it done. I look forward to seeing you guys there. I've always had a big full year calendar on my wall mm-hmm. my office every every year and so I always mark the date when we hit a million. Nice. Watching it get watching it get earlier and earlier. That's great. And then a couple of years ago hit two. Yeah. <laughs> and that was cool. And then um, so now I'm always curious to see how early in the year we hit a million was. Um I don't know what the date was last year, but yeah. anyway, finished out last year. Uh, we hit three million about mid December. Uh, last week in December, I guess. That's great. Just a few dollars over three million. Our budget was two and a half last year. Wow, even better. Mm-hmm. What are you uh, What are you projecting to do in twenty twenty? Well, our budget says three and a half, but we're we're ahead. Is that right? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, we did like two two seventy two, I think, in in uh, January, which is. Welcome to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Today, we're going to broadcast a conversation I had much earlier in the year with Jill Birch of J.A. Birch Heating and Cooling in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Originally, this was recorded just to be a magazine feature, so the audio was never really intended to be shared with all of you, but his story is so compelling, I just had to, to bring it to the podcast. So what's interesting about Joel and his wife Kim's business, as you'll hear, it started primarily as a new construction company. They did very little residential replacement and no service work. Today, the company is almost exclusively residential service and replacement, and they've more than tripled their revenue at a healthy profit margin, all since joining SGI in 2014. But I really love Joel's story because he's just so modest. He's down to earth, just a really good guy. But there's no doubt what he, Kim, and their team have done is astounding. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Let's let's get in the uh, the nitty-gritty stuff I kind of always enjoy. I mean, I enjoy it all, but... I like hearing how people get to where they are. Um, if I, if you, your website, I'm assuming is right, you started the business in 2005, right? Yes. Okay. Well, before before that, uh, when did you get into the industry and how? I thought it looked like uh, you said in the website that your family was always in some kind of home improvement, so I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of in your blood a little bit or some type of contracting? Well, kind of, yes. Um, my dad was a... Uh, um, a general contractor and his dad was a general contractor. They they started a company together in 1956 oh, um, building and remodeling houses. And then um, my grandfather retired in the late 60s and moved out of the area. And my dad continued on. And then um, he kind of wanted me to join him in construction, which I, I, I worked with him ever since I was old enough to walk and pick up nails and garbage on construction sites. But, um, um, so I worked with him a lot and then I went to, we, we did a lot. He, he was the type of general contractor that did everything on the job from the concrete footings to the roof. Oh, wow, okay. And everything in between. And, uh, so he didn't sub it all out? Not very little. Oh, wow. And, okay. um, so I learned a lot about it then, and, but the company was just him and then me from time to time. Yeah. And so, But we did a lot of stuff. We had equipment, we did dirt work, and, and you know, he was just kind of a, you know, do whatever it took kind of guy. So Yeah. Um, That's fascinating. Enjoyed, I enjoyed the work, but he, <clears throat> you know, it was in the mid-80s, and 
and um, things were tough around here at that time. And, sure. Um, so he just wasn't busy enough to keep me going. I was just starting out as a young adult, and yeah, and um, didn't have enough work to for me to be out on my own and making bills. So <clears throat> a friend of mine that I knew, his dad was starting a heating and air company, and they wanted to wanted some help, and I said, oh, I'll come give you a hand. Okay. And uh, did that and started that in 1985. Okay. Um, worked for that little company for 12 years. And, wow. And uh, learned a ton and you know, was running jobs within a year and then was installed foreman. And, but it was a small family company with a lot of family working there. And, okay. And all the issues that go with that. Sure. Um, so, uh, so when you... Did you leave then in, in 2005? Was early? No, that you said 12 years. Uh, so. That would have been in about 97 or so, late 90s. 97, okay. yes. And um, there was a company here in town that was pretty large. <clears throat> and uh, as it turned out, um, I didn't know it, but after I joined SGI and started learning some of the methods, I'm going, boy, some of this looks really familiar. <laughs> oh. And the outfit that I'd gone to was called Parrot Mechanical, and they belonged to um, CSG. Contractor Success. Yep. And I went to Future University. And, oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> Little Rock. Um, That's a name I haven't heard that, in a long time. Yep, and uh, so I, uh, when I went there, it was just, you know, in the 12 years I'd been working, I'd never really learned, you know, refrigeration air conditioning that much, because back then around here, AC was kind of a luxury. We mm. did some, but right. the service guys always hooked it up, so I didn't know how to do it. So mm -hmm. when I went to this company, I said, well, here's my weakness, is all that. I said, do not worry, we will train you. So I'll be darned. A few months, few months after going there, they shipped me out to Future U, and which was amazing. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, I've sent several of my guys there since then. Uh-huh. Um, so learned all that, and I was there for five years, and they, they got, they grew a little too big too fast and had some issues. And sure. So... That happened. Had some big layoffs. I survived those, but um, decided I needed to maybe move on. And mm -hmm. so I was recruited uh, to another company in town to do uh, run a crew doing uh, big, heavy commercial work in hospitals and casinos and stuff. And, okay. Um, which I'd done a bit of that. Yeah. Anyway, so I did that for three years. Had a lot of fun doing it. I, was, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But, uh, well, after my dad passed in 04, mm. um, he had always pushed me to, to have my own company because that what he liked. Sure. And, uh, but I didn't get it done while he was still alive. But I thought, well, I've been doing this 20 years, and I, I don't know everything, but I think I might know enough to, to, go to keep shot. going anyway. That's and interesting. Okay. So it started out doing uh i was still working for that company doing commercial work and then uh, nights and weekends okay doing uh, new construction on the side which they wanted they they didn't care if we did side work and, and right. they had no interest in anything residential at all okay so all of that was done with their permission and um i met up with a friend of mine introduced me to a, a small builder here in town and we hit it off and Got to be friends and stuff. So I was doing all his houses. And okay. So, you, but you, but you were you worked as your own company then. Yeah. Okay. Very, very good. Okay. And then, so all it all started in construction, though. Yeah. Okay. But um, I think working, working, and you know, building houses and remodeling houses and building and uh, commercial buildings and stuff with my dad really had a good understanding of construction and how a building goes together and and you know where where you can cut and where you can't <laughs> right uh, and all that so I, I think it gave me a huge leg up and I so I, I think I advanced pretty quickly when I got into heating and air okay so how did uh, how did the business progress so I know you joined us in 2012 uh, you know this was 2005 so you got a seven-year period 
Uh, did, did things always, uh, did, did you grow real fast and, and yeah. you know, just kind of stayed the same? Not really. I, I um, worked by myself for two years. Okay. And um, 2007, hired my first employee, who's um, actually my son-in-law. Okay. And uh, he worked at Walmart for several years before that. I was really looking to make a change. And yeah. I said, well, come on out your day off. And, and um, I got a job going right now that's probably as bad as they get. <laughs> if, uh, if, if you're not offended by that, then you'll make it just fine. And so he came out and we ran a bunch of duck work under this old cabin. And, oh, wow. And uh, he said, hey, that's better than anything I was ever doing at Walmart. So good. Yeah, you got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So he he is still with us. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Coming on thirteen years now. Yeah, and, uh, leads the crew and does a great job. Great. And and so the so it was the two of you uh, for how long? For for a while or um, for well for several months and then um, a friend of mine that I had that was in the trade that um, I met him in about eighty eight or nine. After he got out of the Marine Corps, um, he came to the company I worked at, and they put him with me, and I trained him from scratch. He'd never done anything there before. Turned out to be just an amazing journeyman, and he worked at a few companies around. I told him if he was looking for work ever to get a hold of me, and he did. And he worked for us for about five years, and okay. um, moved on, and and that. And, so let's see. After that, we yeah would add add one and minus one. Sure. And that's off and on until I'm trying to remember in 2012 we would have had about I think there was maybe five of us. Okay. All right. So you're you're pretty small. Yeah. And and, and still all doing new construction. Um. That was probably, you know, 75% of it. And okay. They're trying to do some replacement as well. Um, the, uh, um, by then, I knew we were in trouble, you know, because things were, um, after the economy crashed and we had, you know, we're working new construction. I mean, we still, we grew every year. We've always grown every year. Our, our revenue has always gone up every single year. Okay. You know, I mean, many years there was no profit. Yeah. Or if there was, it was very tiny, but uh, we've, we've, we've never not had a record year. Okay. And, That's great. But, but we were just, you know, things were just so thin and, and um, struggling along and, a friend of mine who was a sales rep for one of our vendors um, introduced me to um, Doc Holiday in Spokane. Oh, okay. And um, he goes, because he was always talking about stuff that Doc was doing. And I said, geez, how did you so successful? And he goes, well, talk to him. So he introduced me to him. We got to be friends. And, and he said, well, the main thing you need to do is join SGI. <laughs> And you said, oh, all right, interesting. He goes, and uh, do that, go to the expos, and uh, follow their lead, and you'll be fine. I'll be okay. Doing it. <laughs> so after that meeting, I uh, went online, looked it up, and uh, a week or two later, there was uh, a profit day down in Salt Lake City. Hmm. It was the next one that was anywhere, even in the realm of nearby, which sure. that was 700 miles. Sure. Um, so hopped in the car and broke down there and joined. So you go to EP, door, you know, blue gas in the brain. You're like, holy cow! All right, I got a lot to do. So <clears throat> on that uh, that flight back, or maybe it was in the hotel room before then. What did you do to, to create kind of a, a, a to do list or a plan for the next you know year, or three months, or three days? Did you, did you did you figure out what you needed to do first? Yeah, I started to. Um, Make a list of the of the either cheap or free things that I could do. Yeah. When I got back, right. And you know, because they're saying, you know, you gotta, you know, get your guys in uniforms, get your trucks, you know, looking good or whatever. Which we had, we had some just a 
see the logo on the truck and stuff. And right. It was okay. But, um, so I come back and, um, I knew at that time I had, let's see, um, my, my mom was a bookkeeper her whole career and she'd retired. Okay. And a couple of years before that, um, I really needed to have somebody start doing some of my books. So the guy that she worked with was also retired and is an incredibly sharp bookkeeper. So she, um, was doing that for me part-time from home. Okay. But it was getting to be where I needed to have somebody in the office answer a phone because a, a, uh, a company phone number was my cell phone. And, right. Um, <laughs> it was to a point where I was just, I could not get anything done. I was just answering phones and, and all this stuff. And so right after I got back from EP, um, I hired a gal that was... Um, going to come in, do the books, work part-time, and then, but I said, I want to work towards getting you full-time. Sure. He said, yeah, that, that's fine. I'm good with part-time or full-time. Okay. okay. And, okay. and um, so, so that was just having more. her in there. Yeah. So just having her in there answering the phones, it bought me so much time. Right. I mean, you can't just buy time, but I did. And right. I, you know, it was amazing. And so within two weeks, I put her full time. Wow. Okay. You're and, like, this is pretty uh, good. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and so she could weed out all the junk calls I didn't need to know about. And yeah. Whatever. And, and uh, um, started going from there. So then we had one service guy. Okay. And so she would... Um, take calls and schedule appointments and, and that has always been a weakness for me as the service department because I didn't come from service I was an right. installer sure um, you know I'd been doing the service because I had to but yeah. nobody else did yeah. and um, so I just kind of taught myself repair right um, we had no no you know we, we didn't push or, or have anything to go with maintenance whatsoever. Okay. We'd go out and fix something, but we right. wouldn't do anything up or whatever. It was kind of foreign to me. Right, right. So no club membership program or anything like that? Nope, not at all. Yeah. And uh, well, I had a couple of service guys. I had one that he was there for a little while, and I let him go, and then got another one, and he was okay. <laughs> so he was, he was there when I joined, and so they're talking about straightforward pricing and all right. that stuff. And I'm like, okay, that seems like it makes sense. It seems like, <clears throat> you know, pretty high, pretty high prices, but, uh, you know, whatever. Sure. Kind of that. So I'm starting to tell, tell this guy about, the service guy about it, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that, there's no way that's going to work. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it does work all over the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I can't do it. Right. So, kind of struggle along with him, and you know. So then I, I uh, put all the guys in uniforms, and that went fairly well. They liked those. Okay, that's good. Um, Hear a lot of people that revolt. Uh, the revolt when that starts. Yeah, yeah, and um, so that you know, everybody was looking pretty good. We tried to clean the trucks up a little bit and stuff, and and so I'm working on figuring out my pricing for straightforward pricing and. Mm -hmm service guy is not much help at all and, right. and I'm trying to get it rolled out yeah <clears throat> so then in the fall of that year um, must have been October um, I I had an ad out looking for a service guy okay so a blind ad I didn't want him to know it and I got a call one day from a guy and says, are you an SGI company? Huh? Yep. He <laughs> um, goes, I'm going to come and talk to you. So Interesting. The guy walks in and, and uh, about 6 o'clock at night we had the interview. So he, he had worked for... Um, it was either an airtime or a one hour in California. Okay. 
and then he went on to own his own one hour. He actually owned two of them and wow. two franchises, two areas. Wow. Down there and um, did okay at it, but was really unhappy. And uh, one thing that's been going on the last 30, 40 years is just a huge exodus of Californians moving to North Idaho. I've heard that. I've heard that with other, you know, the the other good airtime members we've got in, in the st- that great state there. They say there's just a ton of them. Oh, yeah. Lots of them. They outnumber us now, by the way. Um, so, anyway, he said, yeah, he was working for another outfit here in town as a service guy. That's yeah. his background. And he was a selling tech and was out there quoting a furnace. And the homeowner said, well, I've got this price here. And he showed him my proposal for him. Okay. And he did a double take and yeah. he recognized the form immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, who, who is this? And saw our name on it. Oh, okay. And he, went, he proceeded to go on it and sell the person the first job. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, as soon as he left there, he looked us up and called and uh, said, yeah, I'm working over at this other place, but I know the SGI system very well, and uh, we need to we need to work together. Yeah. So he said, um, so his background was service. Okay. And uh, yep. I said, well, I need a service guy because I need to be rid of the service guy I have. Right. And... Uh, uh, he goes, okay, well, um, I'll come and do your service and sales, help you get your straightforward pricing going. Wow, okay. But the idea is going to be that we get the service department built up to where we can hire another service guy so I don't have to do it. what I want to do is sales. Okay. And so, okay. Yeah. And he goes, okay, I'll take straight commission and nothing else. Wow, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, sounds good so far. Sounds like no risk to me. Yeah. Anyway, so that was... What was that? Um, I might get my, get my timeline messed up here, but... Anyway, so that was that, that fall. So he came on. He is still with me. He is our one comfort advisor. I'll be darned. Um, That's worked so out. That, that was a gigantic turning point. Very cool. So that 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 had to help considerably to have someone that be like you know kind of guide guide the light a little bit. Oh, it did, and uh, you know because he he knew what we should be charging for you know for his jobs and stuff, and and uh, started selling jobs day one, and and uh, um, he was getting to what I thought was just amazing prices for him. Sure. And, and, uh, so, so with yeah. So with him, I guess you started doing, uh, you know, system performance reports, and and you started mm-hmm. doing options, and, and obviously the straightforward yep. pricing. Do you put finance? Did he have you guys get financing in place at that point? <laughs> yeah, we yeah we didn't, and that's the thing is when he came in, he goes, okay, who are you using for financing? Yeah, and going, yeah, we've always meant to get that going. <laughs> yeah. That ends today. So he got on the phone with uh, GE Capital. And that's who he Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's old school, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So got us set up, and then, of course, Synchrony now. You're right. And uh, we, still, we still use them. And, uh, um, so, got uh, that in place. Got to. If you're selling in a higher ticket, for sure. Yep. Um, yep. How did he help you with clubs and say, hey, we got, we've got to start selling these? Yeah. And, you know, I had kind of roughed out a you know a little bit of a vision of that but hadn't really done much with it and we really didn't get up and going really very good on clubs until maybe two three years ago okay and um and now uh, <laughs> we've uh, got my my daily report here I've there got, you go we've uh, we're at 922 clubs now awesome um, which is actually we're up about about fifty percent. Wow! So we were at six hundred, just over six hundred, about this time last year. Oh, 
Holy cow! All right. Well, let's uh, let's chase that a little bit. What uh, what you know? How did you make it a priority uh, in a way that uh, has resulted into this big growth? What have you What have you done with your team to get them to you know prioritize it? Well, um, the techs were doing okay-ish at it, but mm-hmm. nothing too great. And so we started concentrating on um, selling over the phone with the CSRs. Got it. Uh, we had a, a lady work here. Um, she was here about nine months. Left um, about the time. No, it was earlier than that. Anyway, she was here in twenty eighteen, I guess, mm-hmm. for about nine months, and she was just on fire selling those things. Pretty much everybody that called in got a club. Wow. And um, really kind of opened our eyes on how, how good that could be. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so but she was kind of, you know, could be a little difficult to get along with. So <laughs> she wound up moving on on her own terms or whatever. So yeah. Um, anyway, so it took us a couple of, two or three attempts to, to really get another gal in here that really worked out. So um, about uh, last September, I believe it was, we hired this gal, Lori, who's here now. She's our lead CSR now. Mm -hmm. She worked at another company here in town. and had some call center experience. Um, so she got in here and we told her about the club program and, and whatever, and the other outfit she worked for didn't really have anything like that. Hmm. So we said, oh, I think I can do that. And, uh, started, started pitching them and stuff, and, then, and naturally we want the monthly clubs, not the annual. Right. And she was really struggling with the wording on getting the, she was selling them pretty good, but they were all annuals. Right. And so I had a, I did a contest in, I think, October. Okay. Um, just take the higher dollar bill to the board in the break room and said, hey, you know, most, most new monthly clubs sold in this month, get this. Uh, she figured out her wording. <laughs> and, uh, uh, That's funny. She, she sells one to two clubs a day. That's and, great. You know, for a company our size, it's it's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and no. she, mm-hmm. she she will consistently make another four to five dollars an hour more than her wage. That's great. Just from commissions. Almost. That's great. What are you selling now at your club at? What what, what a month? Hundred and fifty, twelve fifty a month. Okay. That sounds good. All right. That's fantastic. We pay a fifteen dollar commission on those. Okay. So that definitely, uh, little the green influenced her uh, her decision <laughs> to, to get it focused and figured out. That's really fun. Oh yeah, she is just on fire now. I mean, I, she's just you hear her. I can I can hear her most of the time down the hall and stuff, and and uh, like pretty much every phone call, well, only hear her pitching it. Yeah, she's uh, she's, she's got it down. Yeah. <laughs> How about um, you know you mentioned your daily report, so I, that's good to hear. So you use a, a, a DMER. Uh, it sounds like. How long did it take you to, to kind of figure that out and figure out your financials as to uh, you know what they needed to look like, so you could kind of really inspect the company and figure out you know where you're performing, where there's struggles, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it took a long time. Yeah. Um, the that original gal that I had in the office that was doing the books, you know, I talked to her about some of this stuff, and she's like, well, yeah, we can try to figure that out. And it always seemed to be a low priority, and, mm-hmm. and I always seem to have other things that I, sure. in my mind, I thought were more important, so I would never press it. And then um, one day, I don't know what it was now, um, 20, 16 maybe she went to lunch and never came back you're kidding me 
got an email from her oh. saying, yeah, I'm done. Wow. And um, so, um, and of course it was like Tuesday of payroll week and she yeah. was doing payroll. So wow. we, of course we're in panic mode because, you know, she's did everything financial around there. So we're yeah. locking down accounts and everything else. And I called in a local, um, I had a casual connection with um, this local place that, uh, called Paycheck Connection that does payroll mm-hmm. stuff and accounting. Called them up and said, hey, we need your help. And so yeah. the two gals that are sisters uh, that own it, they came out within a couple hours, told the situation, told them what's going on. They said, okay, we need this, that, and the other. Gave them everything. And I said, I need, if you guys can do this, I need a kind of at least a superficial forensic accounting to make sure that everything is okay and not missing. Yeah. And, uh, so they sent a gal out and she spent two, three days and she said, well, everything's very disorganized and behind, but it doesn't seem to be anything nefarious going on. Okay, so you wouldn't see one. That's good. But anyway, they got payroll done and on time and issued that Friday. And uh, we've been with them ever since. Is that right? So, yeah. If so I they... hired, mm-hmm. hired a new bookkeeper then, and she did what I thought was an okay job. And I was, um, um, she was getting everything kind of done, but I could never seem to get a daily report out of her either. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, she just had some, uh, I really had some trust issues with her. She was pretty toxic in the office and stuff. And, um, I was talking to my wife, and, and so anyway, I got married in 2013. Oh, okay, that's right, yeah. And, uh, so, uh, Kim and I were friends all growing up, we know each other our whole lives. Huh? And, uh, reconnected after her divorces and stuff. And so, anyway, her background was bookkeeping and accounting. And, oh, wow. Um, so, uh, we talked about it when we got married. Hey, do you want to work at the company? And we yeah. Thought, yeah. Maybe not right now, because um, <laughs> uh, we did a long-distance relationship for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Um, from here to Seattle, and uh, so then, uh, yeah, well, you know, and, and of course the, the company was still trying to get on our feet and, you know, trying to get profitable and stuff, but yeah. well, we don't want all our eggs in this basket, so anyway, so she didn't. So a few years go by, and... And it was in 2017, and uh, so I, you know she knew everything was going on with the company. We discussed everything every night. Sure. She went to all the expo- went to all the expos with me and oh, sat in many classes and stuff and, mm-hmm. and all that. And so we'd have a CSR position open. And she goes, Nah, yeah, really want that. She goes, If you ever have something in accounting, I'd probably do that. Right. So we talked about, yeah, our, our bookkeeper needs to go. I think it needs to be you. We're getting up into, you know, a couple million dollar company now. And I, I really need somebody I can trust in there. Sure. So she said, okay. So. <laughs> she sounded really excited about it. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> said that. But so anyway, let that bookkeeper go. Brought Kim in. Yeah. And so Took what year was that? Get everything, everything caught up and organized and everything else. But after about, and of course this was a, right before a year end too, so she had that to deal with. But um, the beginning of the beginning of December in 2017, she came on. Oh, okay, so not too long ago. After she got the uh, everything straightened out, and got the year end done. By the end of January, I was getting daily reports by eight o'clock the next day. Is that right? So she took to yep. it pretty quickly. She knew what was going on. She did, and then has just done an incredible job. I'm just, and of course, I'm worried about bringing the wife in. Everybody's going to be like, oh, God, now she's going to get the wife in here. Right. But, but right. She has easily earned everybody's respect, I think. That's fantastic. And so you, and you got everything departmentalized the way it needs to be and up to date, along with the DMA. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna be adding some staff to that that I wouldn't mind having, and she's organized enough now, or it's just grabbing those figures and putting them in a report. 
Support for this podcast comes from A.O. Smith. For millions of consumers, business owners, property managers, and engineers worldwide, A.O. Smith has delivered innovative hot water solutions for over 70 years. Visit www.hotwater.com contractor to see why becoming an A.O. Smith contractor can help you find new ways to connect with both your customers and potential customers and take your business to the next level. Welcome back to the show. Joel and I covered so much already. We talked about how he built his service department, grew his staff, began implementing daily reports, invited his wife Kim into the business. Next, we will talk about how he shifted away from construction into service and replacement, how critical training has been in his business, how he's managed to retain much of his team over the years, and we talk about his goals for the future. Let's jump back into the conversation. You know, you had the one service guy when you started. Now you've got six techs. You're mostly service. That's a big transition. How did you go about uh, finding that business uh, other than, you know, um, you know, was it just advertising or was it uh, knocking on doors? I mean, I've heard that story. It's knocking on doors, people introducing themselves. So what, how did you make that huge uh, transition? Well, it's one of the few things I haven't done with knock on doors, uh-huh. but, um, but yeah, lots of lots of advertising. I mean, we're still a fairly small community. We're about forty five thousand now, about a hundred thousand in our county, and um, so yeah, I mean, we're we do you know a bunch of direct mail. I mean, we're we're a big um, retirement community mm-hmm. and resort and stuff. So there's a lot of uh, part time residents and retired people and stuff, um, and so. The, the newspaper actually still really works here. Okay, so yeah. So we do a bit in the newspaper and, and have kind of tweaked that around um, over the years on what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, is it mostly uh, tune-ups that you're, you're marketing or? or yep. It, okay. Yeah, that's what, um, you know, everybody, every class I've ever sat in with expos or otherwise says, yeah, I'll market to tune-ups. Yep. Um, so we'll do specials and stuff. And, um, you know, of course, quite a bit of online okay, uh, yeah. marketing and searches and stuff. Sure. How about though in those early days when you know when you were you, you know you had to finance finance the membership through us? I mean, you weren't flush with cash to start marketing right away, but you needed to make this this jump. So, how did you organically find customers? Was it just uh, you know networking groups or or yeah? You know, what did you what did yeah. you do in those days? Yeah, we did a little bit of that, a little bit of networking and stuff. You know, I, I did a Facebook page, which is free. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, um, you know, haven't got a whole lot of, out of it, but um, started uh, changing our, our branding on the trucks a little bit. Okay. Um, started wrapping them rather than just having, before we would have, um, I always... <laughs> I always liked black trucks, but I started out with black trucks. Sure. And with white lettering on and stuff. And because everybody out there always buys white bands and white pickups and white everything, because that's what they have. Mm-hmm. And so from day one, I've done uh, black trucks and stuff. And then when I uh, could start affording it a little bit, we add another truck and we started wrapping them and um, had a really cool. I mean, we've always kind of had the flag and stuff, mm-hmm. and red, white, and blue, and black are really our, our theme colors mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. we had a really cool design done with a kind of a waving flag background with all our graphics and stuff on top of it. Very cool. Um, we started doing that, and, you know, of course, that is real cheap advertising. We'd get tons of calls just from people saying, oh, I see your trucks. Yeah. And... Um, and then started doing some direct mail with um, Footbridge. Okay. Um, but we, we've been doing that for six or seven years now. Um, we do the, the EDDM direct mail yeah. cards. But we we buy them in bulk and then we mail them ourselves. Okay. It's, it's easy. And, uh, I mean, we can control a lot easier uh, when and where they go. Sure, sure. And, and all your direct mail is a tune-ups as well, or, or do you do any, like, uh, the, you know, yeah. The, yeah, we do, um, one of our six techs is a, is a duck clean IAQ guy, okay. and uh, but he does tune-ups as well. But, um, so we'll run a, 
we can't seem to sell a lot of duck cleanings at full price but we put 50% off and mm-hmm. we just get piled for them. So, right. Um, we're about to run another deal on that. But. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we'll do a $89 tuna special on a, on a mailer and half off duck cleaning and you know, maybe two hundred dollars off a new system or something. Yeah, and um, get a decent response. Nice. And, yeah, that's fantastic. And then just you know, slow. So, so we, those early days, though, you weren't you weren't sinking a lot in in a direct mail. It was just okay. Let's let's scrap no. together some money to get the sharper looking trucks, uh, and let's just hey, everyone you know, mention you know we're trying to get in the service, that kind of thing, and it just kind of. Yep. You know, grew from there. Okay. Yep. Very good. You know, the big thing didn't I ask about, but it's it's such a big part of what we talk about SGI, and I'm sure you do do it is uh, training. Or what's what's it training is. look like from then, and and uh, what's it look like today? Because um, um, you know, being you know, having him having been an owner and been a service guy and been yeah. a service manager and everything else, I mean, he. He had so many more, so much more of a customer service sense and ideas and stuff than I ever did. And so he helped us with, you know, he, he'd been to every training that you had, <laughs> everything at one. Yeah. And so which is great having, having that just walk in the door. Yeah. So, you know, he helped us with, you know, our branding and imaging and, you know, how the guys would act and talk and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, um was a was a big part of of kind of advancing the cause there for for fairly cheap or free, and, uh, so we could get to a point where we could start sending guys to you know St. Louis or wherever. To, sure. Uh, at that point, mm-hmm. um, so and now we pretty much send all of our checks to uh, um. Essentials or beyond, and okay, been to quite a few. That's great. Okay, so you do take advantage of that. Oh, yeah, that's great. Do you guys do total access? I, I, I forgot to look that up. Do you do, you do that? Yes, we do. That's great. So, yeah, yeah, we joined it. And, um, you know, it's kind of hard because we, we're so remote here, there are no classes ever put on anywhere near here, <laughs> right? right. Um, you know, I feel bad for the. Well, they're, I see they're having more of them in Canada and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys have to travel so much, but right. um, they did have a service essentials. I think it was last year over in Olympia, Washington, which okay. isn't bad. Half a day drive from here, <laughs> doable. Yeah. But other than that, we're flying to Texas or California or wherever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a fairly big expense for us, even if oh, the sure. Is a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I've got two guys going to um, General Air uh, March fourth and fifth. Okay. That haven't been to the training yet. So Good they, for you. And then what I've been doing with the last several years when I've been somebody to one of these places, if it's if it's at a host company or a member company hosting. Okay. Yeah. I try to I try to hook up with the owner or somebody. And arrange for the guys to stay over an extra day and ride with their guys. Oh, that's a great um, idea. So, and they've been so good. I mean, Patrick has done it already once for us. Now he's going to host two guys for us there. Yeah. Um, uh, Gus let us uh, have two guys ride with them last September when they were down there. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. Good for you. That's great. What uh, what what's your training schedule look like uh, at the office? Do you guys uh, get together once a week, and do you lead that training, or does Blaine lead that training, or what's that like? Um, well, Blaine up until recently was you know he did all of our sales and he ran the service department, right? And, but he's been getting he's been so overwhelmed trying to keep four install crews busy that uh, that's why we kind of moved the service department away from him. But he's still advises and puts in on meetings. We had our service meeting this morning mm-hmm. and um, he was there and and, uh, and he's, you know, kind of helping Stephanie along get her. Right. She's under her so she can do that. And, um, but yeah, we uh, we meet with service guys every morning but we have a formal meeting every Tuesday if Great. there's any trains yeah. on it. And then um, same with install. Um, I'm not as good at at, uh, getting those guys in there, but a couple times a month at least. Okay. It's pretty typical. Um, 
So but service gets together every day, so that's good. Yeah. And installs a couple times. All right. And how about any, do you guys do any kind of company meetings or, you know, just kind of yeah. for some roddery purposes? Yeah, we will. Um, usually once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, um, of course, it's tough because then we're, you know, usually the phones are blowing up every time we try to do that. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, because on our, our, all of our off hours, when we have an on-call tech, um, the phones are forwarded to that tech. So, you know, between 5 p.m. and 7 a.m., um, it's one of our people that's answering the phone. We don't use the service. It's one thing I haven't asked you about is, is, is finding people. I mean, obviously, it's the biggest issue everyone talks about. Um, are you, so I heard, I think you said you have... Uh, Apprentices within the install trucks. Uh, are, do you hire a lot of green guys, or do you get a mixture of? Uh, I mean, you have had some decent, steady growth year after year here. Yeah. Uh, so what's the what's and the mixture been like? Well, it's a, a definitely a mixture. We've we've found some some good uh, journeymen and and some just completely green guys. Uh, obviously, would love to not have to hire green guys. Sure. It's you know kind of how it is. I mean, right now, there just is not many people wandering the streets that have experience that don't have work. And, right. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to stay competitive on our pay and stuff, but man, we're, we're getting out of base by about everybody. I mean, we're, we pay all right, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's sort of guys do very well. Install, I've been bumping those guys up, you know, quite often and we're still, seems like we're behind everybody else in town, but mm-hmm. we, we, have been blessed that we have really not we have really not lost hardly anybody to a competitor here in town um we lost one about a little over a year ago in december i think um which in the end turned out okay Mm -hmm. but he's a good talent he um he's a pretty sharp guy but um other than that we've got some guys just Leave and, and leave in the area or whatever, but we haven't lost any field people like besides the one in several years. That's amazing. That's really good. Um, so you you yeah, fostered so, a good so, environment there. It looks like you you know you guys know you're square with them and and, mm-hmm. and you know because the big thing we've talked about a lot with Expo uh, lately is performance management. You know, meeting with the guys, seeing what's going on with them. You know, they just kind of you know I don't want to call it babying, but nurturing that relationship. Uh, do you do you do a lot of that, or you do, your guys just know that you have an open door, and you know they got oh, yeah. they've got a, a, a need, yeah. a family thing that they can come in and talk to you, and you mm-hmm. figure it out. Absolutely, yeah. Because we've got guys that you know, just like every company, we've got a handful of guys that got some you know family issues and you know medical things and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I, I always try and make a point to, to ask how they're doing, how's your daughter doing, you know, stuff like that, and. and um, I, from day one, when I started this thing, I, I had worked for bosses that were just, you know, some were very good, but I had some supervisors and stuff that were just not great, not understanding, and, sure. and um, hey, my kid's sick, my this, my that, or whatever else, and they just, you know, lose it. I, I From day one, I did not want to have one of those companies. I yeah. wanted to have one where guys, hey, this is a family thing. We're a family company, and if you have family to take care of, you go do that. I love it. And I, I think they all know that. Yeah. Um, um, you know, but, uh, you know, because there's always something going on. The bigger we get, the more, the more that happens. And, and uh, you know, we just work around it. Yeah. Except the other side of it is the bigger we get, the easier it is to cover for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We were six guys, and somebody's out, and like, ooh, man, we're... Right, but it's better now. Yeah, so you just make the schedule work, and 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 you you guys shift things around, and it is what it is, and and that way it sounds like you that's the the way you've kept the retention. You you know you pay competitively, and and uh, you know you make it know that they're valued because you you will be flexible. That's great. We've had you know we we've had some really really good luck the last four or five years um, while things have been booming, Um, hiring experienced help that is moving into the area. I mean, because a lot of people are moving to the area. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like we're purposely marketing to that. I think it's, you know, we're just running ads and, and whatever, like everybody else, but we'll get 
Yeah, we hired uh, a guy that moved here from Alaska and 12 years experience. Hired a guy that moved here from South Dakota at 15 years experience. Mm-hmm. Um, hired a guy uh, 12 years experience, came here from Southern California. Mm-hmm. But he grew up in the Northwest in Montana, but then moved down there when he was you know, a young adult. And then we just hired a guy this last year that moved here from the Bay Area hmm. in California. And um, it, it's hard because Idaho has a pretty stringent licensing oh. protocol for journeyman and stuff. You have to go to school for four years, then test. Wow. So they can't work under your license? No. And, um, and so we've kind of figured out all the procedures and terms and conditions on what it takes if you're moving here from a state that doesn't have licensing yeah. on how to get your get your hours verified. Like if somebody works 10 years somewhere else and never had a license and moves here, mm-hmm. there's a path to getting licensed, but it's difficult. And you have to get all your hours certified by your previous employers and then apply and then wow. study and take tests and stuff. And so we've helped a number of them. But I mean, you uh, you can't really promote that, though, or do you? In, in in your ads, do you talk about, hey, we we, we no. were used to? Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> so what are your? Uh, so I guess your ads combined with that you. I'm wait. So I'm, I'm assuming you run ads constantly, right? And then you're also mm-hmm. you people then look to your reviews and go, oh wow, that's a company I need to contact. Yep. Yep. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. And then we've got, you know, our local um, community college runs a state-accredited um, apprenticeship program. And so we've got um, three apprentices in it now. We've got a first year, a second year, and a third year. Great. Um, all in school. So we're going to be turning out some journeymen over the next few years. So that's awesome. going to help. Now, now with, now with, oh, I apologize. I didn't mean to talk with you, Joel. But, um, now, with those guys that are going to class, are they running in the truck then during the day, too? Or how, you know, for, or do they full-time yeah, in school? The, okay. the class, yeah. The apprenticeship class, um, it, it runs the nine-month school year, so it's September through May. And then the first year, people go every other Tuesday evening through the nine months. Mm-hmm. And then the second, third, and fourth year people go one Saturday a month. Okay. Got it. And then um, when they're working with you, are they are they primarily only riding along with their installers? Or are, they, are they getting some exp- uh, experience yeah. with the service guys at all? Or No, pretty much just the install. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, of course, we do, we, we send guys to, you know, factory vendor training and, and um, and then we we have enough guys now to where some of our vendors will come and have trainings here, mm-hmm. which is nice, right? Because most all the trainings are over in Spokane, Washington, like thirty miles away. So, right, right. Um, easier if they do them here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, very good. Okay, awesome. Well, we are uh, we've plowed through a lot of stuff here. Um, I guess I just have a few, a handful of questions. <laughs> Well, first of all, I'd summarize. I want to. I hope you don't mind me asking, but it's always what people are intrigued by. The growth. What has your growth looked like these last, you know, four or five years? You said each year you've had a record year. Um, you know, where have you been the last, you know, two to three years? So for for, for perspective for other members. Well, we let's see. It would have been twenty. Um, look here. 2014, I think, is when we topped a million the first time. And then um, that was in, would have been maybe October, somewhere in there. And then it's kind of been cool because now we're, I've always, I got a big, um, I've always had a big full year calendar on my wall in mm-hmm. my office every every year, and so I always mark the date when we hit a million. Nice. Watching it get, watching it get earlier and earlier. That's great. And then a couple of years ago, hit two. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then um, so now I'm always curious to see how early in the year we hit a million was. Um, I don't know what the date was last year, but yeah. anyway, finished out last year 
Uh, we had three million about mid-December, or uh, last week in December, I guess it was. That's great. Just a few dollars over three million. Our budget was two and a half last year. Wow, even better. Mm -hmm. What are you uh, What are you projecting to do in twenty twenty? Well, our budget says three and a half, but we're we're ahead. Is that right? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, we did like two two seventy two, I think, in in uh, January, which is. Amazing, because that would have been a great July here just a couple of years ago. Hobby darn. Now, you know, I did ask, but this is a quick aside. Have you been steadily keeping an eye on pricing? And I mean, that's something we find a lot of members just don't do. You just kind of forget to, to up, bump, it, bump it along. Or are you guys just selling more stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, pricing's up a little bit, but we're trying to, you know, do better with our add-ons and mm -hmm. sell higher-end systems and stuff. Because, mm -hmm. you know, in order to keep pace with, you know, the, the budget and the growth and whatever else, mm -hmm. you know, we have to sell more, but we don't necessarily have more guys to put in more stuff, so we need to make our, <laughs> our ticket bigger. Sure. It doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take any longer to sell a real expensive price than it does a cheap one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, been really working on that, and I, I haven't done a great job keeping up with our pricing and stuff, and Abigail has been working with me. I'm on a call with her every two weeks. Good for you. I didn't realize that when we made this appointment, this was the time we were supposed to happen. Uh-oh. Well, I'll, I'll email her and apologize, but she'll be okay with it. I bumped her back to 2 o'clock today. <laughs> well, you can tell her it's her fault because she's the one who pushed for you to, for me to talk to you. Let's talk about the future. Where, where do you where do you see the company going over the next uh, you know, five to ten years? Where, where are you hoping to take it? Are you just enjoying steady growth and just keep setting the carrot a little bit further and, and hoping to hit it? Or, or do you have some other set things you want to see or achieve? Well, um, <laughs> we we bought our own building in 2017. Okay. And um, I did a major remodel on it. I contracted it myself and did a whole bunch of work on it. Um, like the old days. In, yep. And, uh, <laughs> the only way we could afford to do it. Uh -huh. was, Six months about killed me, but anyway, <laughs> the product, the, the, the facility came out amazing. We're That's super awesome. happy with it. We're on probably the second busiest road in our county. Oh, perfect. Like 12, 12 15,000 cars a day going by. Wow. So, um, this is, building is a good portion of my retirement plan, but, okay. um, but, uh, I kind of designed this thing to be able to do about five million out of it. Okay. It seemed like, Seemed like a distant dream at the time we were designing it. <laughs> I was gonna like, say a couple years. Crap, that is not that far out. We're not not real far from being crowded in here already. Right. Um, so I don't know what that's gonna. <laughs> Another gonna office. Like, yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, so to answer your question. I mean, um, we, we I've always wanted to do just restrained growth. I've never wanted to just grow as fast as I can just for yeah. the sake of growing. Right. Tried to do it responsibly. Sure. And but even then it's kinda of hard to hold back sometimes. Sure. But um I need to get our profitability a little bit better. It's it's there but it's it needs to be better. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, yeah, we're we're gonna try and do three and a half this year. I have no doubt we will. Um I would love to, you know, for the short term, you know, like within a couple of years, be doing five, but do it very well, very profitable. Right. And you said and we, then, you're in, like, what, eight or nine percent, something like that, net, net profit? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, but um, we're already trying to figure out how to, you know, get the most out of this building and then expand it. So, sure, but, sure. Um, um, but, you know, five-year plan, I would love to be able to get um, a GM in here mm -hmm. that can, you know, be able to get to where I can afford a real live professional general manager. Right. So I can, you know, uh, so I can uh, not have to be here every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, you, and certainly by 10 years. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Maybe enjoy some of your hard work, you know, and just yeah. keep an eye on it. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, just last kind of wrap up question. What? How much more fun are, is it today? Thinking where business is today versus where you know where you were before this big transition. You were just you're still just doing uh, new construction. It was you and six guys. You're probably running around in the field like crazy, answering phones. What? Yeah. Maybe just communicate to other members. What you know? It, it, sure, it was a ton of work, but in the end, you know what? What? How rewarding is it now to look back? It is very much. I mean, I've. Uh... It is enjoyable coming to work now. I mean, yeah, there's always some kind of weird problem, something going on, whatever. But I mean, that that will never go away, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back when I joined in 2012, it was just a constant crushing headache of stress every day. I mm-hmm. just I would go home and just collapse, and then uh, you know I have to get up and do it again. And seven days a week, I didn't have a day off for years. Mm. And uh, um, but I knew I, I come from a family where there's nothing that hard work can't fix. You right. know? So I just thought working harder would do it. Well, that's part of it, but right. you know, working, working hard and, and doing it in the right direction is what it took. And, uh, didn't have that guidance until SCI and, uh, just, you know, very thankful to be a part of it. That's awesome. That's great. And then last question, Joel is, is more or less, if you uh, if you had to, yourself to talk to in 2012 when you first started, or and maybe think of a new member, you know as well, just starting, what advice would you have for him or her to to get the most, you know, bang for their buck right away, like biggest change, or maybe things you wish you would have done differently, or things they should do starting out? Um, do you have any any kind of words of wisdom you'd share? Um. You know, get into your pricing and figure out, you know, if you're priced right or not. That's, um, you know, cause, and that doesn't end. You can't just go in and say, okay, there's the pricing. It's all done. Right. Um, that's almost every day thing. You got to be, you know, going through that and checking your jobs. And, and I haven't even really gotten a decent grasp of it until, you know, the last year or two. Mm-hmm. And I still find myself behind um, trying to, you know, keep up with it because, you know, the vendor pricing, it's just, and they're going, something is going up every day, and you right. got to be on top of it. And, right. Yeah. Um, I've, in fact, I've, I've got a friend that I've been trying for three years to get him into uh, PSI. <laughs> is uh, that right? Yeah, yeah. I referred an electrician friend of mine over in Spokane, and mm-hmm. he joined, and it's doing really well. Who's that? Um, uh, Darren from Current Electric. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I'll be darned. I yeah. didn't know that. He and I worked together doing new houses. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. And uh, uh, he started seeing us having some success. Goes, well, what are you doing? <laughs> doing this? You gotta, you gotta get in on this. Yeah. Somebody snaps up for a spot, and and, uh, and he's really embraced it and done it really well. But uh, I'm trying to get my friend Dave to, to, and I got him to a property a couple of years ago. But is that right? He's he's so tight with a buck, he just cannot <laughs> get over the front fee. So he's always trying to come and pick my brain. So what do you do on this? And, well, you know, just do some stuff and won't ever give him any specifics. So you can find out all this if you join. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's fascinating. Well, anything else? Pricing, obviously, big one, and, and you know that's something we 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 ham, you know we talk a lot about. But anything else you can think that boy, if we would have done that differently, we'd be. I mean, you're growing pretty quickly, so it's hard to hard to complain, right? But anything you know, you said, ah, if we would have done this or that, I'd see us, you know, maybe a little more profitable or something like that. Trying um, to figure out my recruiting a mm-hmm. little bit. I still haven't really figured it out, but I, sure. um, um, you know, just trying to get good help in there, and don't be afraid to to um, to you know, cut some of the cancer out if you have any. Right. Um, uh, it was, I was taking it so, so personally whenever I had to do that. Right. I mean, it's gotten easier. It's always horrible even if I can't stand the person. They're awful. <laughs> um, I don't like it. Yeah. But it, it has gotten easier. But um, first couple of people I let go, it was just, I was devastated. Oh, but, yeah. Um, 
But if they're standing between you and Big Death, you gotta gotta do it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I was just reading on that airtime uh, Facebook page today. Somebody mm-hmm. was talking about that about having to let somebody go after a long time. And, sure. And, uh, they're bad bad influence. Um, Else. Yeah, I mean those people. Those people generally let themselves go. Is kind of way I always look at it. I mean, <laughs> if if they were if they were doing the right things and had the right attitude, you wouldn't have to struggle to to you know over the decision to get rid of them. You know, they kind of make it they make it easy in that way. So, but uh, yeah. well, awesome. Well, Joe, I think that's uh, I think that's about everything I have for you. Um, I really appreciate your time sincerely. I enjoyed the conversation. I'm I'm excited to. Uh, to hear about your success and where you're heading. That's Joel Birch of J.A. Birch Heating and Cooling in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Thanks for listening to the show. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a rating. Remember, friends give fives. You've been listening to the Successful Contractor Podcast. Powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Goodman. Goodman Manufacturing Company LP produces a complete line of refreshingly affordable air conditioning and heating equipment. All Goodman brand products are designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States. For more information, visit GoodmanMFG.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and a group buying power, along with a highly active and eager-to-help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a production of Aquila Investment Group, LLC, All Rights Reserved 2020.